Good morning, Joshua. Welcome to Fit Dad Philosophy. I think it's the third episode we're doing. Um, how is it going? It's going really well, Mr. Kingwell. How are you? I don't know. That's a deep question. It's a question that I want to say fine too, and it's great and everything, but uh, there's there's so much to unpack in that question, isn't there? <laughs> how honest are we going to be with everybody? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, it's not. It's it's good. It's it's good. I haven't been getting enough sleep, which is the one thing I'll own up to that I just don't get my night times sorted. Last night was a lot better. I made the decision to go to sleep at hoppers ten or get into bed at hoppers ten, but I always wake hoppers five, so I suspect that. Possibly getting into bed at 10 is good. I, I think that sleep is one of the most um, important things to take care of, actually, as a dad. I think when I, I definitely notice the correlation between when I haven't been sleeping well and perhaps a little bit of irritation and frustration that builds up during the day. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's entirely possible because I know I've been running on empty the last few days and I was an asshole dad last night at dinner. <laughs> I actually just got up and walked away. Um, so I think you're right. Cause I, I was looking back, I'm like, I had a good day, got a good workout in. I had a lot of really good chats with people, but for some reason I was just irritable as hell last night at dinner time. So that's probably the, the, uh, the culprit. One of the culprits is just not enough sleep or, you know, and our, the quality of our sleep has been pretty good. My daughter's been sleeping through the night, the last couple nights, but that's been, a rarity, especially in this new house, since we moved over the summer, she's just not sleeping through the night. Um, you know, she'll, she'll come into our room and say, Hey, just, just so you know, I'm, I'm awake. Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom and then you should come and put me back to bed. <laughs> so, come on, darling. <laughs> just, you can do this. Um, I've had a few nights where she comes in at two and that's it. Like I'm not falling back asleep after that. Wow. Yeah. My pet peeve is when I'm, and it's, and it's like you feel bad because you think like, wow, as a, as a good dad, I should really be patient and loving and kind and appreciate that my little kids are coming down. But after putting all four kids down to sleep and my wife and I are just sitting on the couch, we hear a voice from the stairwell. It just it just annoys me so much. dude. Like, and I'm offered. I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> I do the same. And why does it annoy us? Because like for my son, so it going to bed is my son. Right. And I think I've talked about him. You know, you had a chance to chat with him over the weekend, which yes, is pretty cool. Is. <laughs> He's like big time into reading right now, which mm -hmm. is awesome. And he just, she gets so excited that he wants to come in and tell us what he's just read. Or like a year ago, my mom bought him this, um, this like everything you need to ace science kind of book for, for middle school is it's just like this, like little mini encyclopedia of science stuff. And he was never really into it, but then about a week ago, he picked it up. And now he's coming into our, into our room and he's like, do you have a highlighter? Do you have any like page flags? Can I write in the margins, dad? And we're like, yeah, of course. But like, why? But exactly to your point, I'm like, all he wants to do is share how excited he is about this stuff. Yet that's our time. And uh, it just sets me right off. I really have to kind of center myself. <laughs> I think my problem is that the time is just so short between when they're down to when I'm going to bed, that it really feels like crunch time. It's like, I want that time. Like last night, even I, I was, I got things sorted. I had my day planned out. I was awesome. I was like, did my Duolingo. I do a bit of Spanish every night, like just 10 minutes. And I had everything done and it was 20 past nine. And I was like, okay, when the wife comes down, I'm going to be ready to sit down on the couch and watch a 40 minute series that we watch. Cause that, that works for me. And she comes down and she starts pulling out the lunch boxes to make for the kids the next day. And I'm like, 
oh man, I forgot to make the lunch boxes. So then I had to make the lunch boxes again. So it's all these little things that, and then because you've got this plan to enjoy yourself in the night, and maybe that that's one consideration I've actually had. I've been like, should I just cancel TV? And if it happens, it's great. Because I think that that expectation, it's like the Stoics, right? It's like when you have this expectation of like, I'm going to be sitting on the couch at least for 40 minutes at the end of this day, it's going to be, you know, it's going to all be worth it. And, and it's so sad because it kind of is the biggest indictment that, my whole day, I'm looking forward to 40 minutes at the night time sitting on the couch, dude, even though I love to get after everything. And I'm not saying that that is the goal, but sometimes it feels like we are trying to get our kids down and everything sorted so we can just veg out, like seriously. <laughs> well, it's tough, right? Because like on one hand, especially like guys like you who are hard charging, like you've earned that time. You've earned that time to decompress and relax. And that's important, right? That's, mm. that's that, you know, quote unquote, selfish time that I think makes us better, right? That, that serves everybody else because you get to relax, but then you're right. But then you get into this, like, well, what's really happening here? I have an unmet expectation of being able to sit and do nothing. And um, it, it, I mean, I, I was thinking the exact same thing as you were speaking. I was like, maybe I should just nuke that expectation of having that for a while, especially as they're younger. Mm. Um, and certainly don't want to wish that away, but it's, it's tough. Um, you know, but to go back to sleeping, this idea of sleeping, I think that's another one of those things that kind of falls into that category of like, there's this bullshit misconception that that's weak, yeah, <laughs> that it's yeah, soft yeah, yeah. yet. Like, what did we talk about? What, what's the byproduct of not enough sleep, like irritability, mental fog. I don't know about you. I think you're probably a little bit more disciplined than I do, but like my food regimen falls apart. Oh, really? And I'm tired. I eat garbage. I just like, I soothe. It's like, if I'm going to be tired, I might as well at least be stimulated with sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it all falls apart. So then why do we, and I think there's a bit of a shift, but why do we generally either on one hand vilify sleep, like it's weakness. It's, you know, sleep when I'm dead <laughs> or at the very least there's this weird twisted sense of like ego, of how little you sleep. Mm. Yes, I think that you hit the nail on the head there. It's just that it has such an impact on so many things that are strong that to actually live a strong life, you need to get that sleep. Because if I think of just reactions to my kids, when I'm a little bit extra bit tired and it just pushes me over the edge, it could be the difference between going, okay, I hear what you're saying and I understand how you feel, but we're going to do it this way too losing my shit and it can just be that slight like half an hour that i didn't get to sleep and it's interesting because when you start lacking sleep chronically then you do feel it creep into your willpower as well so you talk about the willpower with food but i think that goes for different things in all our lives you know the ability to get up and work out or go for a run when you are tired and you are worn out because you know that because you can almost lie to yourself or not lie to yourself but you can kind of you can rationalize it. Like I, I've had, haven't had enough sleep. I shouldn't go running now because basically that's going to then even deplete my body battery. Like we've been talking about even more. And so the lack of sleep tends to be an, uh, an ex- becomes an excuse and, and not even a lie, actually a real excuse, because it's true. Like on four or five hours sleep, you are then going to push your body past its, its limit maybe in some ways with the workouts. And because working out and grinding is so, I don't want to say respected, but is kind of accepted as a strong man's way of life and sleep and rest and naps aren't, we will be more likely to grind 
with a lack of sleep than actually sleep and understand that you don't have to grind all the time. Whereas actually when I've observed when I am getting good sleep, it really helps with the body. And I mean, it's proven, right? You lose, you, 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 you burn fat while you sleep, your body repairs itself while you sleep. So a lot of those things we're trying to build up through working out and getting after it are actually helped by sleep. And so it's this finding this, this way to get the sleep in and finding the time somewhere else. Cause I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I did the podcast yesterday about making time, but we, we, we sometimes we sleep is like almost like the little money purse of like, or the time purse. It's like, well, I need more time. Well, what am I going to do? I'm going to stay up later. I'm going to get up earlier. So we don't look at the other things. And I did the, the thing yesterday was six ways to make time. It was like, we don't go and go, well, you know, I even asked one of the guys in our group, the, the community that we run, the Fit Dad Syndicate, I asked the guy, I said, listen, you're slammed and stuff, but are there areas of your life where you can buy back this time? Not sleep though, but can you figure out, can you get this time back from, your cell phone was the first one that I said, because people will be on their phone telling you they're too busy. Um, I'm just writing an article on that as well. And the first line is basically, um, the first little paragraph is just a, a scenario where a guy's on his phone, like saying he doesn't have time and then talking about being too busy and he doesn't have any energy. And he's then, and with his left hand, he's reaching for the remote of his TV and about to switch on his $5,000 TV, but he's got bills that he hasn't paid in the kitchen drawer stuffed in that. And I think that that's, that's what starts to happen. We go to the wrong place for finding time. And if we can start to be, discipline on the places that don't move the needle forward, so to speak, and really get that time. Because I think there's an hour or two in all of our days that we probably are just wasting away. And that doesn't include naps because it also, I like behind me here's a couch in my classroom, by the way. And at from 12, after I've had lunch duty with the kids at 1245 to 1.15, I, I go lie down there and I read a book and I try and have a nap. And that feels right. I mean, I'll be honest, it feels wrong to me. It feels that if someone looks through there and sees me doing that, Oh, well, that's what's Tom Kingle doing. He's doing nothing. He's, and even me, it's like, I, I feel I'm doing nothing. Whereas that is, is, is a really good use of time, but that's the thing that'll go first when you don't have time instead of the cell phone, the needless talks with colleagues, the meetings that could have been performed with an email, the delegating of tasks to other people whose job it actually is. You know what I'm saying? And so oh, there's yeah. so many little areas that we can actually yeah. do in time. Instead and of it's funny, I'm with you, like as I'm building out this home office, I'm working remotely 100% of the time now, which is incredible. I've got this nice big room that I'm converting into my office. And, and yeah, there's a couch in here so that I can have a 45 minute power nap. And I've got a little, I've got an app that I use that's like, it's literally got like a 45 minute power nap setting kind of thing. And um, it's brilliant. But also, you know, it's, it's, I think it's part of it is like this sort of weird delayed gratification like we don't instantly see the benefits it's weird we don't instantly see the benefits of a good night's sleep yet we ignore the downside when we don't get enough Mm. but also let's not let's not open up a powder keg of pandemic related conversation but also no please great that we're seeing so much narrative regardless of what side of the fence you're on in terms of the best approach here um, to keeping safe everyone agrees immune system is critical (laughs) <laughs> and and I'm look, I'm not a sleep expert by any stretch, other than the fact that I know how to do it. Um, but I've I, I continue to read about the benefits of a good night's sleep and, and, a, and a restful sleep, the quality of sleep mm. um, on your immune system. So, like, 
tell, tell me another reason why we should be sacrificing sleep. Like we're literally in at some point, whether you want to call it the middle or the end or whatever of a pandemic sleep is also critical to our immune system. So yeah, I, uh, I dig it. And, and it's something that I've struggled with in the past. And this is where, to be honest, most of my mindset work and the, and the sort of that initial question that I asked myself sort of in the darkest days, when I told you, like, I, I was kind of losing my mind. And, and when we're stressed out, when we're ang- anxious about things, when we're worried about our marriage or our children or our work or whatever, what does that also eat into? How many, how many guys say like, oh, I'm obsessing over lunch hour? No, most people talk about I'm up all night because I can't sleep because I'm obsessing. So when I started to learn about how to be aware of my thoughts and how to shut them down when I, when they're not serving me, the, aside from being much less of an asshole, um, the biggest benefit that I received from that was being able to fall asleep faster. So I wasn't, I wasn't eating into that at the front end, or if I wake up in the middle of the night and I start thinking about things, I go mm-hmm. through some of those exercises and I can fall back asleep again. So there, it's an art, like you have to work at going to sleep. Um, we've worked really diligently, my wife and I, about things like blacking out our room, having the right kind of white noise um, so that we can sleep through um, the right temperature. We really want to get one of those chili pads. Have you seen those things? Um, mm. I think, I feel like um, Tim Ferriss talked about it in one of his books, this chili pad for, you know, one of his life hacks. And it's like a pad that goes over your bed that runs water through it and keeps you cool at night. (laughs) Or it was in one of his tools of Titans book. I think one of the, one of the guests that he, he interviewed. So like, we're really trying to engineer a good night's sleep because there's also, you've got the same watch as I do is there's the difference between, you know, laying there with your eyes closed and actually having a good quality sleep. So I'm on like the search for hacking, like a higher quality sleep. Cause I think some nights yeah. I get the hours in, but I'm still exhausted. Yeah. I think, I think in the future we need to get sponsored by Garmin because we definitely mentioned that <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but it's been, a, but the, the funny thing with Garmin, and it's funny that you mentioned that, you know how Garmin has saved me time on my cell phone because I have everything on my, my watch and I'm not talking about messages because I, ca- I canceled that notification. I'm talking about my alarm. Um, checking, um, monitoring my sleep. So all these things, playing my music when I work out, it goes through my phone, which means that, I mean, through the watch, which means that now I don't have my phone with me all the time. And so I actually think it's a really cool thing. Since I've had the the watch, I can just leave my phone anywhere. And if there is something really super important, it comes through on my watch. So if someone calls me, it comes through on my watch, but my phone's in the car. So I don't have to, if it's really important, I can go get it. And so the Garmin has really been amazing. And then when I go running, I always used to track on Strava on my phone. Now I can leave the phone at home and mm. go on my run, which, because if you actually think about how much time we end up just on our phone, because it's there, it's not even because we want to, it's just, I find that because it's there, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll check this. I'll do this, whatever. When I don't have it on me, that makes a big deal and, we, and a big difference. And when I'm talking about sleep, when I leave my phone downstairs or don't look at my phone for the first hour before I go to sleep, it's so much better. I mean, everybody knows about the white lights and looking at your phone, but just also, what it does when you're in social media and you're interacting with other people who knows what's going to come up because you don't really have, you can create it as much as you want, but you don't have control. And to be reading that as opposed to like, I am reading Charles Dickens tale of two cities at the moment, reading an old book before I'm going to sleep. I'm like lights out. Like after 10 minutes, I'm like, I can't even, I'm reading the same thing like five times. I'm like done. Where's a phone. I can lie there looking at the phone for like a half an hour, an hour. 
And so that separation of from phone is also a major good thing in this in in to as far as sleep is concerned to not have your phone near you. And to as you said, like when we're worried, we then won't go to sleep. And then when we don't sleep enough, we are more stressed and more worried. And it's like many things in the life of a dad. It's this this perpetual kind of cycle that just keeps on going and getting worse and worse until you actually stop one or the other. So it's so deep, really. I mean, sleep is a deep concept. And I wasn't planning to just do this podcast on sleep, but it does appear to be um, happening. <laughs> but it's so deep that you've got to look into so many aspects that really do affect your sleep, whether it is doing a meditation or a yoga session or having a doing some push-ups, whatever works for you. And that's why what I like about Tim Ferriss and these guys is this experimental nature of doing these things that work for them. And that's what I've been doing over the last few years mostly in the last six months is really experimenting what works for me because my sleep won't work for you and how I sleep. I sleep, the position I sleep in is I did some research and I sleep on my back now because of my knees and stuff. So sleeping on my back, I'm not bending my knees the whole time. I'm not squashing my torso the whole time. And so sleeping on my back seems to be working quite well. Were you able to change that? Cause I, that's one thing that really is something that worries me is the way I sleep. I kind of use my arm as a pillow up yeah. over under my head and my shoulders, <clears throat> pardon me, after a lifetime of baseball and football, mm. and I've broken them and smashed them and dislocated them snowboarding. Like my shoulders are my weakest spot, mm. you know, <clears throat> overhead squats. I've had them dislocate with the bar over my head a couple of times. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I'm at least aware of it now. Um, but were you able to change the way that you sleep? Because I can't, like, I find I, I'll try to consciously lay on my back or in a, in a better position. And then that like half a heartbeat before I fall asleep. I roll back in that position. So I don't know. Have you, have you been able to change the way you sleep? Um, yes, I was actually able to. And I was surprised because a lot of people talk about it taking a long time to kind of get to sleep. And the first time I was lay on my back, I did take a long time to fall to sleep. But this is the same thing I'm trying to like communicate to a lot of guys, whether they be in the community with us online or guys listening to the podcast or in general is the same thing you talked about this disposable kind of community that we are at the moment or society or this uh, immediate satisfaction gratification is that these things take a long time so obviously it didn't feel comfortable for the first week i did it but you've got to push through those initial stages to get the results and obviously i was always sleeping on my side and basically the fetal position with one hand under the pillow and one hand there and i would lie like that for years so my natural inclination is to do it. And, and I'll still say as far as naps go and stuff, I'll probably, I tried doing the other way for naps and it worked a bit. But sometimes I just lie like that for a nap because I'm going to fall asleep quicker. But I think the more you get used to lying like that, the benefits are, are quite noticeable physically and that you don't have back pain so much anymore. Because you're not lying in the mattress, whatever it is, because of your hips and your shoulders and your spine then obviously dropping down, no matter what the, I mean, I have a hard mattress, it doesn't matter. You're always going to have that unequal thing. When you're lying on your back um, with no pillow, by the way, you are then straightening out because the pillow obviously lifts the neck and then obviously creates the hunched shoulders and you're lying like this the whole time. So I, I watched the video about it and it just sounded so great, the benefits, and uh, because I've got arthritis in both my knees. And that could be even the result of sleeping like that because sleeping with your knees bent, you've got tension on you. You can feel it. When you've been lying like in a fetal position the whole night, you can feel that you wake up and you stretch your legs out. When you lie on your back more, um, for most of the night, I think it makes a big difference. Breathing as well, um, same kind of thing. Um, so I found, yeah, to answer the question, 
I like I said, I I was able to, but it was it was tough, and it's going to be tougher for some other people then. And that's the hard thing, right? If you're lying there for an hour and a half trying to get used to the sleeping position, it's naturally going to make you go, "Well, this is not worth it," because is it really going to pay dividends? But I would I would assume that after your body gets used to it, because even after you lie on your back, your muscles are sore because all of a sudden you're lying in a different position the whole night. You're lying on your back, and all of a sudden it's straightening out things that should have been straightening out. And that's the good thing, you know? Yeah, I might have to give that a go because I'm, I'm like you. I lay there and I'm like, this isn't working. I roll over and I'm asleep in, in an instant. Yeah. But the other thing that I learned, because I like this idea of like playing around and I'm, I'm not like the most intense experimenter. I just honestly, I, I'm, I'm grateful for guys like Tim Ferriss and those guys because they'll do the work that I'm not prepared to do, to be honest. I just, you know, listen and I read and I, I like to learn from people smarter than me. But I remember this was a long time ago, probably 20 years ago, I read an article, I think it was in Men's Health uh, Fitness publication, and um, they talked about what was your sleep cycle. And I don't know, people listening to this might think it's BS, but I've, they said, you know, there was an exercise of like record when you fall asleep, record if you wake up at night, record when you wake up in the morning and how you feel. And then there was an exercise to reverse because they were saying our bodies naturally sleep in these cycles. And I learned that essentially I sleep in three hour cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what the, the point of that was, is that if you <clears throat> have to wake up mid cycle, you're likely a lot groggier mm. than if you're. And so I know like last night I was up late. I was, I was having some meetings. I didn't get into bed until sort of about 1130 quarter to 12. Um, I set my alarm for six hours from there, but also know that if I'm going to hit snooze and go back to sleep, you'd think that extra 10 minutes. Well, that's why I'm finding like, that's why it's so hard for me to wake up again after hitting snooze is because I've just, I reinitiated that cycle again. So I do my, I find on the weekends, you know, we try to pass off where one morning my wife will get to sleep in a little bit. One night I do, if I'm somewhere in between six and nine, it's not worth it to me. <laughs> you know, like if, if that, that cycle is eight hours, it just doesn't work. I, I'm worse off. I don't know. Have you found, do you have a kind of a, a cycle or is there a point at which, like, do you have an optimal amount of time that works for you? I, I don't think it's BS at all. I think it's quite obvious that you have cycles because you definitely can notice when you've woken up in the middle of a cycle. And when you start tracking your sleep, you do recognize, obviously, you've got your deep sleep, your REM sleep, you've got your light sleep, um, and you've got in-REM sleep. So I think those are the, 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 the titles of them uh, from the book, uh, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. I'm just going to say that again, uh, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Everyone can read that. It's a, it's a good book on, on the whole science, science and biology behind sleeping and, and these kind of things. But I definitely find that when I'm, you can actually tell when you've woken up on a weekend without an alarm. And then you're feeling super refreshed, even if you've got six hours sleep. So I find that it's like that. I find that I'm, I wake up naturally now around half past five because that's what I've got used to. So once you start getting used to it and your body starts getting into that kind of clock, because you regulate it. And that's when it's, I, I, I reckon the most important thing, and I've, people have said this, is that it's more important to have a regular sleep than even a long, short, whatever sleep. Because some people will try and make up like nine hours here, five hours here, go to sleep 11 one day, wake up at five in the week, wake up at eight on the weekend. And that's why often I found when I've slept longer on the weekend, I felt shitter. Then during a weekday when I was going to work and I had six hours, I felt more, I felt worse on the weekend at eight hours because it was out of my, my cycle. I wasn't going, I went to sleep much later and I woke up much later. And so I was in a different stage of sleep when I woke up, but also my body's clock was out. And so that's why I think there's a lot of sense to setting your body clock, which is why 
having, like I said, the watch, having the watch on at 5.30 every day and it going off and me not being able to hit snooze because hitting snooze is bullshit. Like whoever's listening, don't hit snooze. Like I never hit snooze. I wish that it wasn't a feature on, like I've actually messaged the Garmin people and I had a, I had a watch before this and I was like, is there a way to turn that? I don't even want to be tempted because like when are you, your most quote unquote vulnerable when you're tired, you're warm, <laughs> you're comfortable, yeah. you're tucked under the beds. And it's like, there's just that button. Um, Funny and I'd love to be able to turn it, works, it off. Right. It makes it, it's a weird thing. Cause it makes it, it's almost like the metaphor for everything, you know, that we try to do. It's like, Oh, well, he has this 10 minutes or some people snooze. Some people I've heard hit the snooze button like three times. It's almost like their plan. Like I'm going to wake up and I sneeze, hit the snooze button three times. I'm like, but that's definitely not going to make you feel better. But because it's, it's so nice for the moment. Eh? It's engineered procrastination. Yeah. But it makes you feel worse, definitely, for the day. So why would you do that? I just know that if I hit snooze, it's not going to be satisfying. It's one. Of, it's like that same thing of dopamine hit. It's like, okay, this is going to feel good for now, but it's really not going to have any long-term positive results or mid-term results. So why would I do it? And snooze, hitting snooze is one of those things. But I think getting, like if I would say moving on to the end of the the, the the discussion here is that definitely being strict and disciplined with your bedtime and your rise time is very important and being very intentional about your evening routines. So for me, one of the things is writing in the journal, a review of the day and how I felt and what happened, because that takes that stuff out of, I mean, it's proven. It takes it out of your brain and even the emotions. I mean, I feel way more relieved after I spend five and it takes five to 10 minutes Plan my day out, first of all. Okay, my day tomorrow is planned. Sweet. Every every hour of my day is planned tomorrow. My morning is planned for tomorrow. And I'm I'm making sure that I'm getting out all those things of the day and, and reflecting and feeling confident that I'm going to bed having, like Seneca says, you know, having an account of, I think it was Seneca, of, of the day and what I've done and, and not having any of these things outstanding so that I know, okay, that's good. And then, and then also like, you know, getting into discussions with your wife, it's, it's, this is what I mean. There are so many things you, we could have a, a five hour discussion about this because if you start analyzing what impacts your sleep and then how that sleep impacts all those things that impact your sleep, you know, when you're tired, you don't, you don't have, you have more chance of having an argument or a discussion with a wife that then drags into your sleep. I mean, that happens to me quite often where we start discussing, not always bad, where we start discussing something at 10 o'clock at night. And instead of going, you know, baby, let's let's put aside time to really have a good conversation about it. We launch into a conversation where both people are tired. And the next thing I'm looking at my watch and going, I should have been in bed half an hour ago. So that TV, always watching TV half an hour before you go to sleep, like cutting out the technology. We know it's right, but we find it so hard to do. And I think as dads, after putting the kids down, I'm so tired sometimes that I think maybe I need to take that opportunity to not watch TV, to not have to need that cherry on the on the cake at the end of the day to make myself feel good. I think it is a bit weak. And it's, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. It's not bad to have some downtime, but what's wrong with having a 15 minute um, a meditation or a 15 minute little yoga stretch or a 15 minute little workout before I go to bed or something that's going to really actually relax me because some of the TV shows we watch, especially at the moment, I'm like, this stuff is definitely not relaxing us. And it's definitely not setting up a romantic mood either, which is also something we maybe need to think about, which is mm-hmm. sleep is, is sex and these kind of things. You know, let's be honest, like physical intimacy with our wives and even a hug and, and cuddling and these kind of things are important. But when we're tired and irritable and we're doing things that are making us on edge, we don't have that. And I think that's why designing a whole 
evening routine that leads us into a great sleep that then leads us into a morning routine when you get up in the morning. And that's the other thing, Josh, I think what it is, I'm so excited to get up in the morning. And I know it sounds weird, but when I, I've got this coffee machine and my friend said to me, Brew, this is going to change your life. And I was like, I've got a coffee machine, but it's okay. It was making average coffee. He said, no, this thing is going to change your life. And he's so right. When I get up in the morning and I can take that portafilter and grind my coffee and put it in there and see that thing and smell the coffee and have my glass of water with lemon, just that and have, and have my book that I'm going to read for 10 minutes and know that I'm going to journal for 10 minutes, that first half hour of the day. And then if I'm running, I, I'm not a, I don't look forward to workouts, Brew, by the way. I, I can't look forward to them. I do them because... I do look forward to them in that it makes me feel great. But as far as running or riding or going, it's just to create that morning that is exciting with no kids around, with no wife around, that is quiet and stuff. It makes me want to get up at half past five. And then I don't want to hit snooze button because that last 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I mean, if I think about what I get done in the first 30 minutes of the day and what that does for the rest of my day. So it's that bookending the day with a beautiful, beautiful morning routine and a beautiful intentional rituals of night routines. It's just better, man. And then having that seven, I believe I do a seven hour or I try a seven hour block and then take a nap in the day. So that's my five cents towards the end here. That, that's what I would say is probably the biggest contributor to getting a good night's sleep is just having those rituals and routines in the morning and the night and, and switching off the tick. Yeah, consistency, right? And, and just to kind of wrap it up, it's funny. How did we start this conversation? <laughs> when our children wouldn't go to sleep yeah. or maybe when they wake up too early. I mean, I can hear it's, it's quarter after six here. I can hear little feet running around upstairs. Um, we know it intuitively. Yeah. We, I think, you know, having what's the, one of the first things they talk about as a parent when you've got young kids is like, have an established bedtime routine, have an established bedtime routine. Don't deviate from the course. We kind of know that intuitively. <clears throat> and you know we're in this house we're pretty good at that we've got a pretty good nighttime routine i would argue it's maybe a bit long but that's okay yet do we take that same medicine and do the same thing for us probably not yeah. as consistently as we should so i agree with you um consistency is key and uh to honor that sleep like i i really try to i like this idea of ritualizing things to make those moments important you know, we've talked Thank about you. trying to be present and trying to be aware with everything. And I think that's the same thing with preparing for sleep is ritualize that last sort of 20 minutes before you sleep and honor that and then be done. Yeah, but I, I, it's the same thing of just being present, right? It's that presence of being in the moment of a seemingly random kind of mundane activity that then kind of gets quality to it or has a quality to it where washing your face and whatever you do moisturizing or brushing your teeth becomes a moment where you are connecting with yourself and you are by yourself and you're in that moment you know it's like you start making those things of writing your journal not some pain or some like random thing that you are really there that you like because I often write and start writing fast and then I go no slow down dude enjoy writing every letter every word and thinking slowly, slow your mind down, slow yourself down. And that's when you slow your, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is go is, is move slow, talk low. It's like, start moving slower, start talking lower, especially when you start getting to the end of the day and get yourself into that groove where you go to your bathroom. And as I said, you, 
you do all those little routine things, those things that you get ready for bed, whatever it may be. And they start, even though it seems boring, because it sounds boring, right? Like I'm going to do the same thing every night and then every morning. But no, like once that, once you've got that routine of doing the coffee, like you do it, or, you know, um, planning your day out, like you've done it, or as I said, simple thing of, of washing your face uh, before you go to bed and putting on your pajamas, if you do such a thing and getting into bed and reading your book for 10 minutes, those things start to have this quality that is just so satisfying. And like children, <laughs> did you love that it like calls time on us, the bell, the school bell. Um, like children, it. we love those boundaries and we thrive in boundaries and we thrive with discipline and rituals and routine, like you speak. So I encourage everybody work on that sleep, keep that sleep. Here come the kids. I'm going to have to say, go close the podcast. At least I can still chat to you. <laughs> but anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on Instagram. As I've said at Fit Dad Philosophy, we have a pretty cool group of guys that meet online and online community called Fit Dad Syndicate that Joshua, I and Bert are working on really developing the most uh, comprehensive, I think, course for any men and dads that want to uh, be the best version of themselves and and grow in, in all ways, not just on the surface, but do the deep work. So uh, we'll be launching the next iteration of that in a, few, in a couple of months' time. So look out for that. And yeah, just uh, keep doing the work. Keep thinking more, guys, about it. Don't always need the information from books and podcasts. 80% thinking yourself, 20% input. Sometimes we mix it up a little bit. We want more and more information and we don't actually just take the time to think ourselves. And thanks for thinking with me, Josh, about sleep. And I'm hopefully going to put that more into uh, action myself this evening. Always a pleasure, buddy.